Talking to the big blood, nigga. Have my savages run right in this shit right now, nigga. Turn the fucking Wendy's, dope. You already made me late in one of my man's cribs, nigga. My man wave. Does this look like the shit where I could order at? The shit down there. Bugging out. Yeah. Hello. 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 Because I'm saying hello. Okay, but you come to the window like you're. Well, then. That ain't disrespectful because I ain't even cursed. Ain't no anyway, nigga. Yo, for one, you have to see me when you come to the window, so you better have the same energy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is season two of Dad Hats and Bowties. We are back, bro. Yo, what's good of y'all? It's the kid distinguished. In case y'all forgot, I'm the darkest one out the crew. Um, I look like I'm burning over here because the camera angle. But if y'all put light to my face really close, I look like I'm X complexion. We're pretty much the same complexion. We're, bro. we're not. <laughs> <laughs> X X is maybe just one shade light, this, lighter than you. This bro. is what I'm saying though. He's that mean we're not the same. Actually, me and you are more near. Me and you are definitely. You so, trying to tell me something? I'm not even getting into to this <laughs> fucking stupid ass conversation. You trying to tell me something? Um, we're back. We are. It's been almost a full year. It has been. Well, it's it's been over a full year, actually. It's been over a full year. Last time y'all saw us was the live podcast. Last time they saw you have fucking hair. That is true. That is true. Yeah. I probably... Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Damn. Um, all right. Damn. So, episode one, Damn, season two. Saw that clapping this shit? I like, know. That shit was wow. powerful. Yeah. Episode Man. one, season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Uh, What was the purpose of... Name of the episode, keep that same energy. Because, all right, so <clears throat> some of y'all may know some of the things that are going on with the podcast. Some of y'all don't. Right, from season one, correct? Right. So some things have developed since season one, and which some, is yeah. why we took so long to come back. And some things just remain the same. Right. right. <laughs> true. It's true. And uh, we just want everybody to keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. So what you liked before in the past, we glad that you're welcoming back that same bullshit. And what you didn't like, we're... we're we're improving some of the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and as things start to change, just mm-hmm. keep the same energy that you have with us right. since season one. Since Meaning, season if you one. bangs yeah. with us, we've acknowledged that we know. Right. And if you haven't really banged with us, 
Just keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. You, you're a loser. Don't go in the inbox like, oh my God, I can't believe you interviewed my father. I thought he was a deadbeat. Nah, we found him. Yeah, we found him. And he gave us some bread. Shout out to Maury. The bread that you've been missing for 18 years. Damn, that's rough. Rough. Real tough. Mm. Um, so <laughs> let's get let's get it let's get it popping, bro. We've Word, been gone for know, a minute. Because I promise that we will come back. Just like LeBron James school is officially in session. Before we get to that though, because uh, we're definitely about to talk about LeBron James. Right. Um his forehead's still big. That didn't change either. Keep the same energy. You don't yeah, like him yeah, now, don't like him never. The, the hairline's still going back. It's right. definitely keeping the same energy. Right. You ain't like him now, don't like him ever. <laughs> it's definitely keeping the same energy. Um Damn. so let's start with our icebreaker. Um, we got who do you call? We're gonna do a who do you call? Okay. So who are you calling mm-hmm. to play you mm-hmm. for a biopic? We let's do BT biopic. Who you call? Mm. Who's gonna play you? Who gonna play me? Shut up, bitch. Cause that's what they do. Wait, what? Play niggas. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that, bro? Well, who? This thing is insane. Bitch. That's what they do. Like bitches play niggas. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the person playing you in your biopics? Right? I need answers. Uh, I'm not Kanye, and you're not Sway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give you anything. Oh, so we we really not gonna get an answer from this? Now. What do you want from me? Of <laughs> 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 um, Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese is definitely playing me in a biopic, like the older version. I don't know who's playing the young version. I'm really trying to think of like a little kid, but then I don't want to sound like a pedophile or yeah, we're not going. No, right. <laughs> Shout out to R. Kelly and his nineteen, his nineteen minute song. Um, I'm not trapped in the closet. Well, you know who who got me. I'm a, I'm gonna pick Michael B. Jordan. I'm gonna go for that. Michael B. Jordan is gonna play me. Wasn't we just talking about him the other day in some chick conversation? Yeah, because you know, yeah, shorty, yeah. I used to deal with. Is oh, inf- you don't. Is infatuate. I don't fuck. Nah, nah. I'm more. I change my energy. I ain't keep the same energy with these shorties. There is. It's over. You, it's would, over. you still. You still gonna call a name? Mm, I ain't calling names. Oh, uh, keep that same energy. <laughs> yeah, you got it. They not worth calling a name. Oh, oh <laughs> um. All right. So let's get right into it. LeBron James, bro. <laughs> Le- LeBron. Um. <laughs> uh, LeBron James. I'm not really a basketball fan or like a, a basketball head, so I'm not going to front like I am. But uh, we know LeBron James recently just lost um, the NBA championship to another team that for some say is just overall better because this is what their third, fourth time coming through and doing what I they mean, do. What, bring out the brooms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's really what happened. But uh, LeBron, you know, the flow touched on it earlier. LeBron James made a power move. Facts. And the power move was LeBron James... In his small town where he comes from in Cleveland, Ohio, created a school. And not just a school, a school that got fucking free tuition and guarantees that every graduate that goes gets what a a, a scholarship. Mm-hmm. I was just like, LeBron James is on a whole nother level. Free uniform I saw on that paper. I was like, God damn, free uniform, free school lunch. I mean, the fact that it's, <sighs> it's directed towards at-risk yeah. youth. And where he come from. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a win all, and it works with the public school system. Right. So it's just a win all around. I, there's no right. way you could fault that man. But you were telling me that the conversation kind of devolved into, well, what's cooking with Umar Johnson? Yeah, so there's two conversations cooking. One that I kind of share the same view with everybody else, 
And then the other view is just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened with the view. The first view is that LeBron James did something that Umar Johnson couldn't. Now, if we remember, some of y'all don't know, some of y'all not in the fake stay woke community. Umar Johnson um, has been trying to build a school for a very long time. I want to say like, I want to say the last, you know, probably eight plus 10 years. And he did raise a lot of money for the school because there was a time where you can go to his GoFundMe and you can see he raised over like it was it was definitely well over a million. So what happened to the money? I don't know what happened to the money. And that, I, that, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. But people were also trying to denounce him as a real psychologist. They were also trying to denounce all his degrees. They were mm-hmm. trying to denounce all of that. So they basically saying that LeBron James built a school. But then the other argument to that is, but LeBron James has been really getting money from just playing basketball. Le- Umar is not a celebrity on, on a celebrity status where he's making X amount of bread. He's knowledgeable in a lot of things that he talks about, but his bread ain't really coming from that. It's really, as long. And it's not as long. His shit coming from public That's speaking. LeBron James just puts a basket in a hoop and he Gucci. And you got to also think about it that LeBron is also a public figure who could get grants and who could get any sponsorships from he want. like big people. Anytime he want. He yeah, has, anytime he want. We're talking about a man that has a lifetime fucking deal with Nike. Y'all know what lifetime means? That's like a lifetime award. He going to continuously get paid from Nike until he die. He could fall off today. Nike still got to pay him. Plus, think about it from this perspective. LeBron could walk into any company and be like, yo, I'm trying to do something for the inner city youth and get bundles of bread. Mm. Like, anybody will be willing to partner with him because he has such a clean cut slate. This is a fact. So, you, even with his school, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting that it's, it's his and, and, and what he's done to develop it. Right. But I'm 100% sure he has quite a few partners in that project right. with him that are investing money as well. Right. So I also think Umar Johnson is trash. So I mean mm. I like some of his like I've said before, I said in season one, I like some of his his ideologies, but I also feel like he has a lot of interpersonal things that he kinda has to battle with that LeBron, as far as we know, as far as the public eye can see hasn't had to deal with, you know, like we know about mm. Umar Johnson and the stripper situation, the school, GoFundMe, a lot of people are like, well, what happened to the money? Mm. Because he asked for a lot of money, but nobody knows where it went. Um, so I just feel like Umar, as much as he may be knowledgeable, mm-hmm. he is working off of like, he has a motive. Right. And I feel like LeBron James, you can say whatever you want about LeBron right. James, but LeBron Dre is always straightforward with what it is. Like, yeah. if he feels a certain type of way, he's going to tell you exactly how he feels. He's straightforward with his shit. You know what I mean? It's facts. <laughs> that too. He's not even straightforward. He's straightforward. Like, that you too. see that shit? But Fittest can't control that. Umar, <laughs> Umar just seems like he has a motive behind what he's doing. Like, a bad motive? I don't know what the motive is. I don't think it's all positive. I Damn. can say that much. Yikes. You know, but because... I just feel like some of the some of the, the things that he decides he wants to attack, he knows is not going to benefit his cause. And he a big nigga. If he attacks somebody, it's a wrap. Y'all ever saw him in person? No. I mean, think about it. You dealt girl. you dealt with a stripper, right? But then you're also telling women what they should be doing. He dealt with a stripper. Yeah, I do not know this man's you ain't, life. You ain't know, that was the whole. I ain't know that thing. either. That was the whole thing in the beginning when he first kind of got on the scene. Listen, I avoided that when all Kelly peed on that girl. Come on now, drip drip drip. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I avoided it, but yeah. So I think that that's 
pretty much for me the biggest difference. Right. Um, and then you were saying Michael Jordan. Yeah. So the other the other piece to the LeBron um situation is people are saying shout out to LeBron James, but y'all still fucking supporting Jordan, who literally has investments in industrial complexes, aka prisons, aka life term sentences, and he's making a killing and has been making a killing for a very long time. Ever since I found that information out about Jordan, I never supported another Jordan brand again, mm. ever. Because I get what they're saying, and I kind of agree with that. It's hard for me as a business owner to really look at it as a business move when people are suffering and you're actually getting money off of them suffering. It's not your fault that they're in prison, but it is your fault that you are in a position where you're like, yo, if I can control how much money I make of every time a black person gets in prison, I'm good. Because it's not just black men. He's getting money off of black women, too. For all we know, black children who end up in prison for a crime that, and then they get charged as an adult. Shit's wild. You trying to call Jordan now? Shit's wild. Shout out to Ashanti for joining. Oh, okay. Call me Miguel. Oh. Call me Miguel. Ashanti, what's up? How you living, boo? Not me. All right. But yeah, so so it's, so it's basically saying, we like, how we mad at LeBron James, but we still buying Jordans and this dude getting money off of people in prison. That's the other argument. I'm just like, ah, yeah, we our priority is a little fucked up on that one. Definitely, because niggas still going to rock them Jordans, and they're going to be like, fuck LeBron school. Meanwhile, your kids is going to school probably every time they get Jordans, getting harassed. Probably getting, getting robbed. Getting robbed for Jordans. Probably getting killed. Probably getting set up over some sneakers. Meanwhile, LeBron's like, hey, free tuition, free education. School uniform. And what he's doing there is, I'm, 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 I'm literally debunking what this kid got on with that guy. He may not be able to control the shoes, or maybe he can. But as far as a, a shirt or a, and a skirt and a blouse and some pants, that's regulated. The I Promise Academy will be all over that. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to have no issue with them shits. Yeah, I mean, I've always had issues with Jordan. I just, Damn. I you think, met him personally? Nah. That's, oh, you got it's your naked. hand. You doing this. That's why you like this. Mm. Yes, nah, I always had issues. I just had <laughs> issues with, I mean, if you really follow Jordan's career, and to have, some of it is not his fault because of the era that he came up in, mm-hmm. but if you really follow Jordan's career, he's catered to being white in a sense all his career mm. or at least whiteness in America. Mm. He's catered to that ideology almost like a Tiger Woods of basketball. Like that's kind of how I, I see it where he didn't say he wasn't black or anything like that right. but everything was kind of catered to that. But that was what the 90s was like. If you were an athlete or an artist it kind of was like you, you had to go in that direction to be considered mm. mainstream. So I can't like fault him for it, but I do feel like a lot of how he feels about or how he represents his the community mm. is based off of that ideology of like let me cater to the white person, mm. even though the shoes go to the black person. But it, everything that happens for black people is about him getting money. It's mm. not about him supporting. I I haven't seen him do anything big for any community of color, in my opinion. Wow. That's really what it comes down to for me and Jordan, um, but it might be because he's insecure. Speaking of insecure, damn, <laughs> you like that damn. segue? Yeah, that, that was a good. That, that was a good that, segue. That was a good segue. We, we got it. We got it. That was a too. good segue. Jordan, support your kids, bro. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Stick to that. His wife is white, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Support your kids. Uh, anyways, they, uh, they, <laughs> they in danger. Um, <laughs> uh, insecure. No Lawrence in season three. Um, well, if 
if you guys have been watching Insecure, you know that Insecure is probably one of HBO's biggest hits since God knows when, since fucking since Oz, since porn on HBO. <laughs> you know, it's just HBO <laughs> shows porn. Uh, I think late night. Do they still do that? I didn't know they still did that. I don't think they do that no more. Oh, when I was in high school. Oh damn! See, I was I, I was actually HBO. making shit up. This nigga telling on himself. Hey, nah. everybody meat, watched it. Bro. The meat definitely got beat to some HBO before. Damn, bro. Facts. It damn, is what it bro. is. Mm-hmm. Talking about a lot of dick lately. All right, cool. So, uh, nigga, you are not the one to talk about. I don't know talk what's about going dick. on. I don't know <laughs> why, why you pointing this at me? I look like a dick. What are you doing? What are you doing? Know, <laughs> this has been another episode of that has a bow tie. Yeah, he's over here dangling, man, like. Like, what are you trying to shoot off? <laughs> but um, you were uh, saying... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This nigga over here wild. <laughs> and Joe, what's good, baby? Uh, Don't call my client that. Um, What's good, baby? Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> this is the last warning. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> niggas want to send you a fuck's <laughs> going on. A formal email, my nigga. <laughs> Expressing his edge, hey, you know how I do with them emails, baby. <laughs> All right, anyway, so you could call a baby, yes. I can't call a baby. That's, no, that's wild. That's that, that, yeah, that sounds wild, right? I know, yeah, right. Thank you for teaching me how to run my business, anyways. <laughs> and what happens when you try to help black people out, bro? <laughs> black, black business, Fuck. anyways. Go eat a Twinkie. Um, Jay Ellis, I'll be good. It's Jay Ellis is no longer. Always fat shaming, bro. I need you to get your You're life. You're not fat. <laughs> you thick. We got five eyes on the on the live. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all niggas love us today. So Jay Ellis is no longer going to be on Insecure for this season. Um, but I was saying that, you know, this is actually good for him. He gets to, you know, explore, you know, probably try, get, try to get on another network, you know. Jay Lawrence. Ellis, the guy who plays Lawrence. Oh, that's his actual name. Yeah, you really do not watch television. I, I don't. do. I don't know niggas' actual name. That's not good. <laughs> What's my actual name? I don't know. What's my real name? <laughs> oh, so you see what the fuck I'm talking about? You don't know my real name. Nah, and there's definitely been a couple of girls that I dated. Right. And I met them in the industry. Right. And I don't know what their real name is. And I thought about it like, damn. If they ever, like, if we ever got caught up somewhere yeah. and, and cops are like, yo... So who are you with? I'm gonna have to but be. But that's like, why we got acronyms. That thought over there. That thought. <laughs> How many people really do know your real name? Not a lot of people. Exactly. He mad tight. He, <laughs> he had to bring it back. Bring don't it back. don't fix your shirt. Keep it crumpled. <laughs> Keep it crumpled. <laughs> don't show me that tusterodal. <laughs> Damn! I just ate the mic. Pause. <laughs> anyway, I just, I just ate it. What type of fart laugh is that? This. You don't want to talk about farts, bro. I let it go. Jay Ellis is no longer returning back on Insecure for this season. Um, I think uh, the direction that Issa and the crew is trying to go, and I guess trying to show life from her perspective, if he wasn't necessarily there, because in real life, that doesn't really happen. Like, the ex is always lingering in there unless he gets shot or he go to jail. In this in this predicament, they just taking a nigga off the show. Like, nigga, you coming off the show. I mean, I kind of respect the idea to write it. So I was when I was reading into it, I was hearing, like, they were basically saying, which I agree with, sometimes you, your ex does leave your life. I hear what you're saying, too, right, though. Right, right, right. Sometimes there, you get kidnapped is, and then when go to jail. Ex, ex like Lawrence is always in the cut somewhere. Ex like Lawrence can fuck on demand. Like, he can call Issa right now and, get, and, wow. and fuck. Damn. But it's wild. There, there have, I've, I, I remember a girl I used to date mm. where 
Same I name. dated her. Same name. Her name was Diamond. I dated her. <laughs> what you want me to say, son? This nigga said, I, I Say the name that. right. Her name was Diamond. <laughs> I dated her for a quick minute. And then we stopped talking. She disappeared for a whole year and a half. And then we reconnected a year and a half later. Yo. Shout out to Diamond. That sounds... Oh, you know what I mean? What type, what type of relationship was that? Shout out to Diamond. Why you gotta so, be so insecure? My, my point is, my point is, <laughs> oh my all right. God. My point is, wait, is Diamond on? It's not that. It's oh, not that snap. Diamond either. Oh, oh it's not even. I've, I know multiple diamonds. For those who might be watching and I'm cuffing the mic. And I know That's mad diamonds. Like I know at least four diamonds. So everybody needs to relax. Diamonds are not forever. But Damn. anyway, um, Damn, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not oh. doing it. I'm oh, not doing no, it. Bro. But um but yeah, so I like the idea of like the ex not being in the show. I think that's creative writing that they don't do on shows. And that is real life to me. That's a depiction. Other of real shows life. is trash when they don't try to incorporate that. I mean other as a shows storyline. I think other shows focus too much on like trying to keep everybody trying to keep the audience happy. And I think right. Issa is making the bold move of being like I'd rather depict real life. Right. Even though it's a, a dramedy, like right. it's a comedy and a drama. Yeah. But she's like, I'm trying to be closer to real life mm. where people do leave your life. Mm. And that happens a lot of times. Like it happens a lot where people may leave your life and they might come back a year later. And I think that that's cool. Now it's a risk though, because mm. he was like pretty much number two in the show. Mm. So you're going to lose all those fans. Mm. And not a lot of people fuck with, with um, Daniel. A lot of people say they don't fuck with Daniel's character. Um, so this season has to really hit with right. the themes, everything. And if it doesn't hit, then season three might be Mike Tank. Well, I mean, whether it hit or not, you said Lawrence got a twenty-five a dog pass, so he could hit at will, right? I think. I mean the the type of the <laughs> yeah, type of I like ex, what I did there, right? Ha ha, freaks. This nigga. The type of the type <laughs> freak, of ex that Lawrence is, like right. in real life, that's the nigga that calls her. Every night after the club, and I, I'm like, sure I'm sure we had a few of those. In and that's life. the nigga. That's the nigga. That's the nigga. She calls <laughs> when she gets drunk at the club, and she want dick. D flow giving me a high that's five Lawrence. in the corner. I, I, I have no knowledge of what these gentlemen are talking about. <laughs> I used to have a lot of checks like that. So, bro, what do you think season three is gonna look like? Season three is probably gonna look like um, Life Without Lawrence. This nigga. <laughs> According to the article, that's that's what they said, right? Who's man? <laughs> That's what they said. Oh, it's an accord. That's an It's gonna be life without. What Lawrence. themes do you think they're gonna cover? I mean, the, we know Dro is Dro is probably gonna get a bigger role. I think they're gonna cover um, a lot of what's been happening today. Um, the last season did a very good job of covering stuff on Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. They covered stuff on what happens when you get pulled over by a cop. They covered stereo, stereotypes and, and criticism that come with you know you being a, a single man and you just break up with a chick and then you meet two girls who are not of the same race as you and then they do that whole thing where it's like um they try to downplay you and your masculinity when you come too fast and they're like oh I, that's it yeah that was I'm, trash and i'm just going to call another trash. black man i thought that was like whoa that that's that's to me that was like a jab like oh shit yeah that shit was wild Issa, you let that shit slide that's wild nice for what right okay all right it's rough yeah. Yeah, I think Sorry. I think we're gonna have more. <laughs> I think we're gonna have more Dro. I think we're gonna have um, more Molly. 
For sure. That's what we doing? I didn't even know we was about that life. Popping pills, I'm sweating. Oof. I didn't um, know we was about that life. Yeah, I think more Molly. I think more Dro. Three. Facts. I think we're gonna have. <laughs> I'm hoping that the that because season two to me kind of got slightly cartoonish. Like there was a lot that was happening. You know, like the whole when she got the cum in her face and she <laughs> overreacted. Like I feel like that was a over overreaction. I'm just thinking about like that. no girl in 2018. Is gonna get come on their face and act like she acted. Like nobody's doing that. I could agree with that. Yeah. So like I feel like there were elements of the show that was I like I don't know. I've definitely tried to come on a few chicks' head and they they pulled what she pulled. Nah, what she pulled was extra, bro. What what exactly did she do that was extra to you? You didn't see how she wasn't talking to the nigga? Yeah. That ain't never happened to me. That almost happened to me. That ain't never happened. I tried to, to do it when she was asleep. That sounds like <laughs> I think it's like two <laughs> yeah, we, we, we love. I don't know what this guy is talking about right now. It's borderline illegal, bro. Honestly, we're gonna omit that. I don't even want to be associated with that comment. To be honest with you, so Lauren Tive had made a sponsored petition. We just, I just wanted to throw that out there. Somebody spent money. A lot of people already talked about that. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about Drake and Shade. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, man. I hope I hope she still loves me. She's not riding no more, but she said she would never leave from beside me. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are saying it's, that Drake... Wow. I swear it's that. I'm not. A lot of people are saying that Drake should be mentoring Shiggy. That's a dub. <laughs> Shiggy helped you get money. You put him in a video, right? And that's it. Mental, I think that was supposed to drop today, too. Men- mentorship is, is a stretch. Men- what, men- what do you think Shiggy should be getting out of this? Shiggy should be getting some bread, and, sh- and Shiggy should be probably signed to one of Drake's labels, and then the label figure it out from there. Mm. Is he an artist? No, he's, he's a comedian, so he's an artist. He's not a recording. No, he's a, he's a recording. He, he is a rap artist. He, he said that on The Breakfast Club, but he doesn't take it seriously. Mm. And he did... And, and he did do poetry. Poetry was fire. Mm-hmm. So he, he's an artist, but he's not taking that side of his art seriously. He's really concerned about trying to blow up the Shiggy show. Like, that's what his main concern is. And with Drake's backing, he could do it because, I you mean, know. he's getting enough by just getting the publicity. I think that's the biggest. No, but no, he, he needs bread money. I don't think Drake got to pay him per se, but Drake got to give him something for that. I mean, I feel like Drake got to give him at least 100 k you heard that too, right? Drake got to give him at least 100K. What was it? Sounded like a phone. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if Drake should be giving him money, honestly. Really? Nah, because it's not like they had a deal beforehand where it was like, yo, bro, if if you help me get to number one, mm-hmm. I could do it. Like, Shiggy decided to do it on his own. Mm-hmm. Shiggy was doing it mainly for him because Drake at the time was trending. Okay. So Drake was trying. I don't think Drake knew that that song would hit as hard as it did. Right. But Drake dropping just trends. Right. So Shiggy found the song that everybody was liking because everybody fell in love with that song. Right. Um. And I don't even think Drake thought it was going to be as hot as it was because he didn't make it a single originally. Drake didn't. I mean, because when I first heard the record, when you played it in the office, I was like, oh, that's a regular record. That's yeah. some shit that you just you listen to when it's on, and then that's it. If you want to turn it off, you do. But now, what's all gonna be in your head is Shiggy's challenge. Not even Drake's song no more. So I think that I think 
that Shiggy just took the song, did what he did to it, and I don't even think Shiggy knew it would get as big Shiggy as it was. Shiggy was just looking for the next challenge because this is not the first time. You guys got to remember, Shiggy been doing this for a minute, but this is the biggest thing by far that he's done that has catapulted what he's doing on social media and potentially could take him out of the social media world and still keep him there. But when I say that, I mean get on like these other kids that's getting these Sprite endorsements and like these Rennie. Adidas, like Rennie, out here like really about to shake BT up. He been quiet, but we know he working. Fat Boy SSC. Fat Boy SSC just got signed to a label from what I was told. No, he, I think he did a movie too, the, the new Master P movie. Mm. That's, yeah, because... I think Master P, so one of those people, I, yeah, Master P signed him, correct. Master P did sign Fat Boy. To No Limit. Yeah, yes, he did. So I was like, Master P really trying to reinvent No Limit right now while Cash Money's on the fucking decline. Mm. Mm, nigga. That's rough. Make him say, ooh, na 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 na. It's rough. That's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Percy Miller, nigga. I mean, I also feel like Drake doesn't have the best track record developing talent. That's a fact. Like, OB. He had Ob O'Brien. Damn. He had. I love. Um, Party next door is the only one that's successful. Only, yeah. So I guess we could say one. I love McConan. There, yeah. Trash. One hit wonder. That was it. P Rain came out for one song. I don't know who that is. Exactly. Sound like he pissing. He pissed. He was well, pissing for piss. Magic Jordan. Magic Jordan. Okay. Trying too hard with the name. <laughs> Try, nigga. You can't be Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. You got to figure it out. Magic Jordan, and then you got um. I mean, the, the the short little situation I was with him in the weekend for a moment, like none of it has really And the weekend has out. by far surpassed all the artists that Drake has ever shot to help, and, even Party Next Door. And let's talk about Party Next Door. Party Next Door really seems to be on decline too. Like, you Party know, Next Door is taking off as, just as a writer. That's it. Right. He's making most of his money just writing. Party Next Door. I need he, you to hold this corner. He just sounds like Drake with auto-tune. That's it. That's, that's really what it is. Party like, Next Door is a black version of Drake without being Drake. When Drake wants to just sing, right? that's what Party Next Door sounds like with auto-tune added onto it. So, Can't even lie special. to you right now. <laughs> so I don't know if I really want that, but I do, I do want them to continue to have a relationship. Okay. I think that just being close will help Shiggy get into the places. And maybe Drake can help open certain doors. Mm-hmm. But like an official mentorship, like a signed yeah. or... He's on OVO. Yeah. I don't know if I want that. I feel it coming. What's crazy about with Drake and developing artists for me is just, I never really understood how he can't do it. Right. Because I feel like he helps catapult so many careers. That and so many his. other records that too. aren't his. Right. That just jump on it and be That's like. like suit like Black Boy. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, that record would have been nothing without Drake. And you, it's, hey, you. it's like now he's almost pretty much an like Block boy, celebrity, little baby, little baby. I ain't even know who little baby. Was. I ain't even know who little. I even know what actually was. like little baby. I like that record with him though. I, I that one I like. I didn't know who he was, bro. I was like, is this the baby's Migos, real son? All of these mega stars, right? Migos now, definitely got popping off of Versace. Versace, Versace <laughs> if Drake never jumped on that Versace, remix, we would not we really would have Migos. Yeah, they would probably still be popping, but, but not, not as popping. Right? Not the mega I don't stars even think they would have been popping, bro. You don't think so? Nah, Versace, Drake's verse was crazy on that. Drake, Drake, Drake is the reason why cats even li- took a took a listen to that record. I feel like, that's, and that's the truth. About because it. actually, I liked the beat more when Drake got it. And then they didn't, they didn't. I think they they solidified themselves when they did that. Um, my broke nigga standing to the left. Fight, yeah, fight, yeah, night. fight night, fight night, put them on. But that was Versace a that was a hit. Yeah, and I think Drake does that so often. I can't understand why he can't do that with an artist he's developing. Right, 
I feel like all he has to do is the same formula. Find a popping artist. Drake got to Drake got to talk to Fifty Cent. I think literally Drake, almost every Drake artist is doing it backwards. Yeah, he's trying to develop an artist instead of just finding someone who's popping and endorsing them mm-hmm. and letting them just rock. Drake got to talk to. I 50. also think Drake is trying to just do the stimulus package with these artists. Mm. I mean, he t- he did try to get an artist that was popping with McConan, but he didn't. McConan only had one song. McConan didn't have that. I think he. I think what happens is a lot of times they get invested in an artist where mm-hmm. they have a good song and they want to ride the wave <laughs> with that song. But if the artist can't produce other hits besides that, you right. had to have like I feel like you had to have known McConan didn't have much in him. Like he yeah, had one song, son, and then you jumped on him as soon as you heard the. I don't know. I feel like Drake is one of them cats that falls in love with the art. Mm. He does like he hears something dope. And he'd be like, yo, I want to be close to this person without Tell really me what seeing. you really like. But that's, that's, where, that's where Drake is going to... This is his, Now he's getting to that part where he has to form a legacy. He does. He and needs a he needs a, a artist under him. He needs yeah. a president. He, he, he needs a predecessor, right? Yes, yeah, protege. Brand. Yeah, he needs a protege. A protege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Someone who could take over the OVO brand. He need a fluffer too. Yeah, he need a fluffer if he ain't got that. Pretty sure he's getting okay. Multiple. Yeah, he definitely right. needs. Okay. He needs that that next person that's going to keep him relevant as he starts to get older yep. and potentially starts to decline in relevancy. What if that next person is is his son in like ten years? When the son is like ten and the son could rap like crazy, we like, oh shit. I doubt it. Oh damn. That's that's too far out too. You can't you don't know what the industry is gonna be like. He needs someone right now. Right, right now. Like he should be div- if if he's not already, he needs someone right That's now. the best way to have his next album Catapult, be, big, yeah. be bigger than this album. Scorpion, for sure. right. Scorpion is by far the biggest album because if you, of the year. If you produce actually. the next biggest act, like what Wayne when Wayne did that with Drake, Wayne Wayne was declining. But as soon as he brought Drake and Nicki out, he became super Lil relevant Wayne, again. Yeah, like Lil Wayne almost became immortal when Drake came out. It was like, oh, Lil Wayne is that nigga. Yeah, he didn't have to make music, but you, we all knew right. that if he did make music, we would still go and cop it because it's like, yo, you found Drake and you found Nicki. That means that your next album might be super fire. And, and it was. While, I'm take, while you taking a break, I can listen to Drake and Nicki for the next five to six years. You don't have to do much True. to be relevant. And Drake Wayne, has Wayne Drake been out for 10 years record so again. Wayne doesn't have to make another album again. But we he need can make an album for the few. If we need to. Carter Five though. We need Carter Five. I don't think we do. Nah, we need I, Carter I'm Five. I'm not. We've been Lil waiting Lil for Wayne. like what four years now. I don't miss Lil Wayne. Uh, maybe y'all. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I don't miss Lil. I Wayne. think Wayne is done. I feel like he's yeah. the. I if do. If he drops Carter Five, I'll listen to it just to hear it. But I'm not listening to it because I, I'm feeling Carter Five to is going to be a classic. I, I need be worth the, the only way I would be the only way I get hyped for Wayne again is if Carter Five sounds like Carter Three. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Carter 5 has to sound like Carter 3, if not better. Carter 3 was too classic. Yeah. Carter too was, classic. But I don't know if Wayne got that in him anymore. I mean, Wayne I feel got, like he been trying and trying it with them dedication mixtapes that he came out with, and they all trash. Wayne has a master's degree. He's going to figure this out. He's a master. But you also got to think about the fact that, out. for me personally, I never... Wayne is dope, but I never took Wayne serious enough. For me to be like, I'm vested into the Lil Wayne album. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. I always thought of him like, oh, he murder a verse. Right. That's 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 as far as I my mentality mm-hmm. went for me. Like beyond that, I was just like, even Carter Three, it's cool. Right. Is it a great album? No. Is it great for Lil Wayne? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
But to me, if I want to compare it to other projects, eh. I don't know. I kind of feel like it definitely competed with graduation. Nah. Wow. I felt like it did. I think I, I felt like he. I felt like he had. He showed his lyrical talent. He showed flow, um, and he had a variety of different type of songs. He did, bro. But when you when I put on graduation. That's a feeling, bro. Like you get a D flow get up. He put his big bush. Did you realize? Start hitting the stomach that you were a champion. Hey Tiff, can I get a burger? Yes, I did. When you put that project on, it gives you a feeling. It does, bro. I I do. I feel like they're competable for sure. Uh, Lollipop and and that year, um, Lil Wayne definitely overtook Kanye as the best rapper. I mean, Lil Wayne won won those awards at the BET Awards, and then at one point he was competing with Ti, who won them just back to back when he dropped um, King, and then he dropped Ti versus Ti P. You know, what I, mean? I think at that time, everybody got there. Everybody got there. Wayne was bringing in that transitional sound too. Okay, the sounds were different. The era was changing in that. Yeah, T Pain was 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 doing was shit that era was going crazy. Yeah. But yeah, all right, so cool. Um, Speaking of Drake, he got a new show coming out called Euphoria. It's going to be on HBO. He's putting the producer hat on. I see. I see you, Jersey. And Zendaya, Zendaya is supposed to be one of the lead actors. And mm-hmm. basically, from what it, it sounds like, is it's going to be a more mature adult version of Degrassi. I haven't seen a lot of her work, to be honest. So I really don't know shit about this girl. I'm, I've seen her, but to be like, oh, I, I went to go support a yeah. Zendaya movie. Now, you're not going to catch me doing that. Yeah. So the so the show is basically so it revolves around teens mm-hmm. who are dealing with puberty, sex, <laughs> drugs, and coming into themselves. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else. Like, well, way that word. Um, you, you heard that yeah. way that, that came out, right? So that's what the show is about. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I'm I'm here for it. I always feel like the teenage Time frame is probably one of the most interesting time frames right. for film or TV to explore right. because it's literally about finding out who you are. Right. So there's so many different directions and drama lives in right. being a teenager. But I feel like for me, more drama is when I'm older. But Yeah, but 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 check it out. Degrassi really taught me a lot. Like Degrassi was one of the first shows to talk to me about rape culture. They had a they they had a two hour special on the girl the, the girl was, who the, was this before or after you tried to nut on a girl while she was sleeping? Oh, that was after. That was like a grown ass woman, and she got really she ain't know what I was trying to do, but I had took a photo of her and all that. <laughs> yo, 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 bro, yo, yo, when I when we said this is the world's most dangerous podcast, <laughs> I, I, I realized we were not joking. That was not hyperbole. <laughs> I I have nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So, are you here for like an adult version of that? I mean, yeah, because like I said, Degrassi taught me a lot. Um, the the episode where you know they 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 probably told Drake in the contract, you know, we're doing this to Jimmy's character. He got to get shot, mm. and I was like, damn, out of the whole fucking show, a black dude really gets shot. No other white kid got shot. So I'm like, interesting. And to clarify. <laughs> It's based off of a show that that came out in Israel, an Israeli show that um, I'm not sure if they're Israeli. I don't know if that's the wow. right way to say it, but um, but a show from Israel that Israel. has is what Israelite, Israelite whatever. Um, I'm, I'm the one that know me fuck words. I said Isra- yes. I said Israeli. <laughs> Perfect. Azalea Banks is is in my is in my ear right now. Perfect. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> she, so, was, she she one of the diamonds you was talking about or no? No. Okay. No. Um. Over. But yeah. <laughs> so the show is based off of that, and I'm here for it. I, I never I watched the grassy son. You never watched the grassy. Wait, you never watched the grassy? I never got it. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. I kind of Tiffany. Kinda get your husband. One. Get the fuck out. That sounds like a show Tiffany would definitely have watched. Tip. I, think, I don't think that show to believe. I think Tiffany. <laughs> I think Tiffany right now is about to go see. Then. You get the pass. Tiffany is about to go and see if she can go get the grassy right now on Netflix. She probably didn't watch it either, bro. <laughs> yeah. Tiff, leave. We didn't have it in Belize, bro. I didn't grow up over here. You forget that? No, nah, I didn't forget that. Clearly. So you're wearing the Sphinx to remind yourself of who you are. Facts. Woke. Um, so yeah, so I'm definitely here for it. What I'm not here for is Monique defending Roseanne. That's well. Yeah, so uh I'm gonna just say eat a dick. Right. Just say that? So That's it. Oh, Monique, this is my point, and it stands. How the fuck you defending this woman for all of the like Ashanti says she never watched the grassy either, by the way. You gotta go. You gotta go. Ashanti, I'm unfriending you tonight. Yeah, you about to get canceled. I'm unfriending you. If you don't watch the episode where Paige, uh, where, where, where Drake got shot, we not cool no more. Watch that and you learn life. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the guy who shot him was Rick. Um, Monique defending Roseanne is like Kanye West wearing the MAGA hat, like um, George Bush saying. You know the the worst part of his presidency was when Kanye West said he didn't like black people. It's just stupid. It's mm. just it's just fuckery. George Bush said that. Yeah, in his book, George Bush said in his book that the the worst part of his entire presidency is when Kanye West said um, he uh, he didn't like black people. And so I out of all the wild and shit I was like, so, this nigga did. I was like, so all the wild shit, including the towers, obviously, but the other shit like. No child left behind. And, you know, when he was playing golf, when shit was going down in fucking New York shit, like, you know, and then people was trying to email you and send you letters and you just wasn't opening and reading them. You know, uh. anyways. Yeah, that's what he said. That's I just why. don't understand how <laughs> that's what he said. You can call sexism, racism and gender bias against Netflix because you didn't get the money that you wanted. But you're OK with what Roseanne is doing. Monique or, is a big hypocrite. Or at least sitting there saying like, oh, uh, we we shouldn't cancel Roseanne, but it's like, yo, Roseanne been saying racist shit. This is not the first time. Definitely not, and it probably won't be the last. So we don't know what she's saying behind closed doors. It's a mistake if it's like the first time. This isn't the first time. So like, you know her track record, <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, I'm starting to question if Monique, are you doing things just to stay relevant? Are you doing a bow wow challenge? Wow. Wow. That's what I want to know. That's why. <laughs> they don't know me. <laughs> they don't know they don't it's know, me, y'all. Nigga, shut up. You sit down. Go that's work, crazy. Go work at the best bar at GameStop you want to work at. Damn. So speaking of. Fell off. Damn. Speaking of that. <laughs> you fell off. So, so deaf. I don't know if I'm here for this reunion so, concert. So, so deaf. I don't know if I'm uh, They're having a reunion so, tour? So deaf. They're doing a reunion tour. That's not going to sell out. With Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Jagged Edge Jagged Edge Bow Wow Bow Wow I don't know if I'm here for that So So Deaf did, Didn't they have um, Didn't they have a So So Deaf Where it was uh, 
what is the name of this group? So so next? No, the the, the <laughs> shake that laugh and tell. Well, wasn't they a part of? Or, or, D4L was not a part okay, of. Okay, okay, but so they 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 all in the same. I think they had the dude the um the white tees. Right, I was just about to say, oh, in my white tees, you gonna have. I think they were signed nope. to Soulja. Jermaine Dupri, nobody coming for that, bro. Nobody's coming back to that era like Jenna Jackson. They bring out not Usher, coming back if they to bring you. out Usher and one or two times. Uh, Usher was never signed. Usher to Soulja. was really not a part of it, but Usher Usher's a good starting selling Their point. Headline artist is Bow Wow. And are you serious? Oh yeah, and that nigga is saying he's gonna work for GameStop. Because he he's that? he said he's quitting music, but I I could have swore music quit him years ago. So you ain't fresh know. as I miss. You ain't bit, bit, that was the last you fire ain't fresh song as by I this miss. nigga, bro. You serious? I'm dead. At, he put a bunch of tweets up saying he's gonna quit music and work at GameStop. I don't and know I if he's met a girl go like it. you. But I, what I do know is Bow Wow's hurting. He definitely needs help. Like he can't get you out of my system. And he's not really you getting. You know that. what you do like, to me. He's. He's been kind of doing things, reaching out for help. And I feel like I don't know who's around him. Angela in the Simmons ain't coming back. I don't know who's around him in the industry, but they're not <laughs> they're not really helping him out. Everything fell like. apart. So ever, yo, ever since Bow Wow lost, Ciara fell apart. Like you was Bow Wow's and still is to date, Bow Wow's biggest hit record. You know what's crazy like about you. Bow Wow, bro? Bow Wow had hits. No, and Bow Wow has hits. I'm going to tell you this, right? right. This he... is why I knew shit was fucked up. Oh, damn. Uh-oh. Bow Wow had hits. Yeah, yes, he did. The CEO of the company he was signed to, and also the nigga who wrote those hits, bankrupt his damn selves. Mm. Jermaine Dupri? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. You never know Jermaine Dupri filed bankruptcy. No. He said that he's broke, but that just says a lot. That, that does say a lot. Bow Wow... Bow Wow, yo, I remember so much so, Bow Wow records when I was a kid. But he bro, had hits, bro. He didn't write those records. Yeah, he didn't. So all he was getting is performance rights. Real Bow so, Wow, you just don't know. The way if, you move so fast. The nigga who was taking production and writing credits to the point that I just want to take you goes fucking bankrupt. How much money did you do? Got? Go there. Mm-hmm. Do represent that. Do. Y'all remember that? Take Jeremy, me home. Jeremy Represent Dupree, that. Jeremy Dupree got to make money DJing right now. Damn. So, at the end Yo, of the Millie day, Ice was good. Gino Hampton was good, baby. So, the way I see it is, if Jermaine Dupree ain't got it, and he's the nigga who's supposed to got it. Bow ain't got nothing. How What money Bow really got? He ain't getting no more royalties. He ain't making no bread right now. Bow Wow, your show is about to be canceled if you go to GameStop. We're no longer growing up hip hop. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, bang, bang. let's talk really quickly about this little, I mean, it's a little old, but Mike Epps was wilding on Kevin Hart. Well, no. It's not they, old. Mike Epps is old. They, they went back and forth a little <laughs> bit like about three weeks ago because Mike Epps pretty much any chance he gets, he says that Kevin Hart isn't funny. A lot of people say that, and, though. A lot of comedians are salty, bro. Yeah, and then Kevin Hart came back at him and was on some... I tried to help you, Mike. I, I, I tried to help you. And was on some, like, yo, I don't understand what, where all this animosity is coming from, this, that, and the third. But the conversation that kind of came from it, when I was on Shade Room, shout out to Shade Room, mm-hmm. uh, is that a lot of people don't feel like Kevin Hart is funny anymore. 
I'm gonna tell y'all this, right? Damn. I'm gonna tell y'all this. I've, I've watched. Every dog has his day. I watched the Meet the Blacks movie. It was mm-hmm. trash. I saw. You, you ever saw that Nick Cannon movie? Um, he had brought out a movie with uh, like high school. I forgot what the name of it. You talking what? about the drumline? No, not, not the drumline. Drum um, Love don't cost a thing. Nah, nah, nah. nah. It's a recent movie, oh, bro. Recent, okay. Yeah, it's a recent. Nick Cannon still making movies? Yeah, he had a, it was the movie was funny as shit, bro. It had Mike Epps in it. Who wrote it? He Nick Cannon. Wrote oh, Nick Cannon it. is yeah. still funny like that. Okay, yeah, it's a recent movie that came out like late twenty seven. What was he doing? Wilding out? He wasn't in the movie. <laughs> He oh. directed and produced it. Oh, he let. So, Kevin Hart was in the movie. Mike Epps was in the movie. Mm-hmm. That little short dude. I can't remember his name. Tracy name. Morgan? Nigga, no. You said a little short dude. Tracy, Tracy Morgan's in the little short dude. Well, you're not talking about Kevin Hart because you already... You're Kevin already... Hart was in the movie. But you just said short dude. I don't know. There's another little short nigga in the movie, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ. So, anyways... Mike Epps was a was a bigger focal point in the movie than mm. Kevin Hart. Mm. But the scenes Kevin was in was funny as fuck. Right. Damn. And the scenes that Mike had were dry. Like he overdid it. So I don't when, feel Mike Epps can ever be funnier than Kevin Hart. People I think what people don't, don't so. take into consideration is Kevin Hart has the same the same type of energy that you would get from like an Eddie Murphy. Right. Where their bodily expressions mm-hmm. Like right. in terms of a stand-up comic, mm. he might not be the best stand-up comic, but because of his movements, right. if I was just listening to a Kevin Hart special, it wouldn't be funny. But right. watching it, it's funny. So that's the that's the argument that kind of came out of it is Damn. is Kevin Hart a comedian or a clown? And basically He's a clown, for sure. He's definitely that's a clown. what a lot of people are saying. They, he's definitely they, they feel a clown. like he's a clown more he's than a, a comedian. Clown. Which is fine though, because everybody has their gimmick. He has a laugh out loud network. Need I say more? I also feel like, yeah, everybody has their gimmick. And I also feel like if you're, if, if comedy is also another form of art of storytelling, mm. you need that expressionism to Fast. really tell that story. And fun. there are some people who are really good wordsmiths and there are people who are really good with punchlines. Yeah. And then there's mumble rappers. Right. You got to find your niche. And you also got to realize we live in a generation where people need to see movement. I was about to say, Visuals, visuals are taking are over. Like content is king. Everybody, yeah, we 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 people, people want to see these young kids are all about expression. So that's why Kevin Hart is hitting home runs with the younger generation because right. they watch and they're like, oh snap, he's very expressive. He and he makes jokes on himself, and he's creating a lot of content at a very fast pace. I mean, he has like so out of the laugh out ne- uh, laugh laugh out loud network. I didn't know that in that. He's creating like mini like quote unquote signature brands. Yeah. What's the name of the brand that when he's talking and then whoever says something stupid, they got to like go in that big ass ice bucket, cold as balls or some shit? No. No. It was the, he had an episode. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. remember the name. Okay. It was the, he, well, the first episode was, was with LeVar Le Ball and they both was talking shit. It was like in a locker room and they had the, the water, the, the water filled up with ice and they had to literally go in there as they're telling jokes back and forth. And that that that's taken off. Then he got another brand where he's playing around, and then uh, the the workout dude that he always work out with be like bossing him around. I'm like, yo, Kevin Hart really out here doing a lot, and he's it's just everywhere and now though. That's, it's just everywhere. That's not take for fat. That's not take for granted. He's a great actor. No, he no, I like him as an actor. He's a better actor than majority. of He the got other better after Soul Plane. I think you know what the problem is. I, I think, bet after Soul Plane. Well, what I've been saying is he's become white funny. Oh damn, and. I think Jay Farrow, I got you. 
white famous would be just that. But he's become white funny in the sense of like he's been doing Jumanji. He's been he's been catering to that audience, and I do agree that sometimes when you cater to that audience, you have to coon a little bit. Like you have to take your jokes and make them extreme. But I also feel like at any moment, Kevin can be. He can do another stand-up tour and it'd be yeah, wild, yeah. stupid, funny. I mean, Yo. the Irresponsible tour, from what I'm told, is doing very good. Mm. From people that I know that went on the tour, they're like, anytime they've went to a town on arena, it's been sold out. I'm like, you can't make that up. We're talking about a man who sold out the garden, mm. telling jokes. That, yeah, that Kevin sold Hart, out the Eagles Stadium, right, That bro, Kevin like, Hart is who we're talking about, not hey. some regular-ass comedian from Philadelphia. I mean, you, people can say what they want about right. Kevin, but We're at the end of the day, Kevin Hart. <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't discredit what he's accomplished, and he's gonna do more. He said he's gonna be a billionaire before he's forty something. I don't, I don't blame him. So I, <laughs> when I, when I see Mike Epps doing things like that, I'm just like, you can't be salty, bro, because you can't produce better content yourself. That's a fact. And Mike Epps to me is funny. He's just he not funnier funny than dude. Kevin Hart. Nah, he, Mike Epps to me is like a hit or miss funny. Damn, like it, it all depends on the show. And the type of, or the show or the movie that he's in, that are, whatever his character is playing in that mm-hmm. is what will determine if he's funny or not. Because mm-hmm. he also likes to play serious parts too. Right. So I just, I don't know. Mike Epps to me is kind of dry. Kind of dry. I'd rather watch Kevin Hart over Mike Epps any day. I'd rather watch Cat Williams over both of them though. I'm not even going to hold uh, it. Now, Cat Williams is a comedian. <laughs> for me, it's between. But he's expressive as well. Yeah. He got both, best yeah. of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Yeah. For me, it's Cat Williams or Eddie Griffin. The problem Eddie. with with Cat Williams, he let his personal life just he really yeah, did spiral him out of control. Yeah, he let that kid beat him up. That was wild. That's wild. Fucked him all the way up. Yo, that video is really stupid. Wasn't wild. that kid? Wasn't that kid a young um NBA boy or no? That, that wasn't. It? Oh, okay, it was all right. Like nah, I'm over here making shit up. Yeah, but um, <laughs> all right. So, um, Kid Fury has a new show coming out. Okay. Uh, I don't know the title of it. And did, did they really turn that AC off? I don't know what's cooking. Yo, they about to have I us cooking. Like they about to have out. us cooking here. But um, yeah, I don't know what's the name of it, but he's working with uh, what is it, Le- Le- Lena Waithe? I don't know who that is actually. She mm. was in Ready Player One. Okay, I didn't see that. I heard that was trash. Nah, that movie was fire. Bro. That movie was fire. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I saw on my newsfeed it was trash. Nah, that movie probably went to number one. I think. Oh, it did. Yeah, it sold out. Oh, for sure. Oh, nah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Ready Player Two is in works, <laughs> but um, what I what I'm curious to see to me I think is I'm hoping for it to be like uh, LGBTQ insecure because it's supposed to follow a gay a gay man in New York City who is is like encountered with different things. Basically, it sounds like Kid Fury's biopic, but in a I guess a more funny. Um, series, dramatic series type of way. Who is Kid Fury? Sounds now? like a, a from Sex the read. Oh, mm, possibly. You said, you, you said what? Sex in the city for just gay for, for, for the gay community. Oh, okay. Community. Okay, it might be. But I'm ho- What I'm hoping is, is if it's it's like insecure in the sense right. of it still kind of allows the straight male to get in into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like insecure when it first came out was probably marketed. If if I was in that marketing room, I was thinking it was going to be towards straight women, right? Right. But at the end of the day, it, it engulfed a bunch of straight men, 
a lot of straight men watch Insecure. So I'm hoping Word. a lot of a lot of straight men are insecure. Possibly. And a lot of gay men are very secure. So what I'm hoping though, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Come on, nigga. Um, Yo, I, I'm here for the community. What I'm hoping though is that it <laughs> it gets the the straight community is involved good. just like how Insecure did. Right. And hopefully like it has that type of content. So it. the question I want to ask both of you brothers, you got to keep it on it. I think love and hip hop made it easier for me to say what I'm about to say. Cause you just be watching love and hip hop and then you get to a scene where you see a dude who identifies as gay, have a argument with a dude who identifies as gay. And you get to a point where you don't even realize you're still watching love and hip hop. You literally just watching two dudes argue. Then you get to another part on the episode where you see two dudes make up. Then you get to another part where you see where I'm going with this. So it's like the straight viewer now who is not necessarily identifying with either watching that type of stuff on TV or supporting it. They really might get sucked into this new shit. And they and I don't know if they're gonna look at it from what I how I'm looking. I'm just looking at it as great content for TV. They might be looking at it as damn, I'm really like getting involved in a community or I'm about to learn something. I think because it's definitely gonna start a conversation. I think you're looking at it from a good objective standpoint, but you uh, the way I look at it is that yeah. they're creating content to appeal to that crowd too. Oh yeah, for sure. So it just so happens that we get sucked up in it. But at the end of the day, I don't think it was meant for that purpose. What I think I, it was directed for. What I do like about this, though, is it doesn't feel forced. Like, I do feel like at times Hollywood, in a way, like, the, the way they depict the culture is, is almost in, like, a forced mm. manner. But I feel like, especially with Kid Fury um, and, and Leanna on there, like, I feel like it's really a representation of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a boardroom of people sitting down like, this is what the gay community wants to see or this is mm-hmm. what the gay community is. Right. You know, you actually have, obviously, people who are in the community who are are curating the show. Right. And just even reading about it, it does it to me, it feels like it's going to be a natural watch. Like, I feel like, for, for instance, Insecure is a natural watch for me. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious about the characters and the storytelling. Right. And the development, right? It doesn't feel like I'm watching something that's for for women or something like that. Mm. And I'm that's what I'm hoping to get from this show. Like right. I'm hoping that that'll be it, and I can watch that Euphoria and Insecure like all so at the same time. So we're here for this. I'm here for it. We're here for some for some LGBTQ coming right up. I don't. Me personal, I don't know if I'm gonna get into it. That's just me though. That guy's in my comfort level. I don't know if it's. It's gonna be all fine and dandy till I till it makes me feel weird about it. I mean, I know there gotta be something wrong with me then, because I'm I'm comfortable. Like I seen two dudes make out in love and hip hop. And I'm I watched them literally make out until that scene was done. And I didn't change the channel. I didn't say anything. I, I mean, was none just, of that stuff really bothered. Right, mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean nothing I, bothers me. I don't know if a sex scene would do that either. I mean, a lot of us did see Brokeback Mountain, so I I, I haven't I, seen that. I don't, I never I don't watched that Okay, movie. all right, everybody, calm down, just relax. <laughs> Relax, you're, you're, pushing it, you're pushing it, bro. You're pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. What is the community saying? How, how, how's our gay viewers? Is everybody okay? I respect whatever they want to do. All right, bet. Because I'm watching it. Ashanti, you watching this with me? What up? We're going to have playback, playback? Like who we like? We might do a dad has some bow ties viewing party. Who knows? <laughs> our favorite character. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's end this joint off. Uh, unfortunately, we got to end it in a tragic. 
tragic way. Damn, yeah, you li- you deliberately put that last. Yeah, that's fucked up. So this this joint is kind of crazy because it actually hit home for one of my homies. But there was a guy going around using social media apps like Tinder, meeting up with women and killing them. He claims that he killed seven women. Um, Damn. He's a serial killer. He's a serial killer. Ted Bundy. And he, they, what they were saying, well, what he said was, the la- well, how they caught him was there was a young lady who went out on a date with him. Mm-hmm. She act, he asked her to take her to some park, take him to some park that he left his clothes at. Um, that sounded a little weird to me. Mm. But um, he asked her to do that. And she did it. And when they got there, he like strangled her and tried to kill her. But wow. unfortunately, he had already killed a bunch of young women already. So wow. I guess the conversation that can come from that is how do people stay safe on these apps? Um, like I said, um, not to bring it up in no way, but just to add some context and to just add a perspective. We all know what happened to our little brother, Junior, 15 years old, viciously stabbed in the Bronx. Literally a few, not even, I feel like not even a full two months has passed yet, just several weeks ago. Um, and now the law that's trying to be passed in his name, in his favor, is that um, we're going to have a situation where if you are filming something happening to somebody, you are going to literally be an accessory to the crime, especially if you don't do especially if you don't do anything about it. Now, bringing it into context with this, we're going to get to a level now where there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be a more stricter type of policing on these sites. Like, I don't know what type of background check they're doing or if they really even can do an extensive background check to like check you to be clear to be on this type of site. But like how we have sex offender registry checks, like how we have certain checks when you're like crossing certain borders and you know, you're going to different states and you have checks, you got to show proper ID and identification. I think that's what's going to be um, I think that's going to have to be the next move to really um, se- secure um, the safety of both men and women and everybody going on these dating apps. Because we're getting to a point where sooner or later they are going to be banned. Listen, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say how I feel about it. Fuck it. Be smarter. Don't make. That's just bad decisions. Mm. If I'm meeting up with you for the first time, I don't know you. I don't. There's nothing about you. Like, even Come with if we've some been friends. texting, yeah. like you just gotta be smarter. People's people's motives and their intentions are are never are never clear. Right. You feel me? So for me personally, if I'm on a dating app and I'm gonna go on a date with a mm. person I'm meeting for the first time, right. we're gonna be very public, it's gonna be very, you know, very upfront. And at the end of the day, I don't know you like that. So I'm not going to go right. nowhere. I'm not too sure in it. I'm right. not going to show you where I live. None of that stuff. Right. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's a very hard thing, but you just got to be smart with it. At the end of the day, you meet people and your guard get let down because mm. you might form a genuine interaction with that person. Mm. But at the same time, you just got to be smart about what you're doing. Right. If a person is going to be like, oh, take me to this spot because... I need a favor, and this is the first time I'm meeting you. Right. Take me to a place, and it's like, well, nah, you can do that on your own time. I'm not going to go with you nowhere I'm unfamiliar with. Right. You I know? mean, I think I think that perspective is is um, something to keep in mind. With with the last particular case where the girl actually survived, he she was dating him for six months. Wow. 
Wow. The, the, so, the, the same dude. Yeah, she oh, was wow. dating him for six oh, months. So she, so it was already past that. Barrier. She said she was trying to break up with him. Um, I guess I don't know what he was doing that made her feel like she wanted to break up with him. Right. But she was trying to break up with him, and then I guess that that was like the final date type of situation right. where he decided to do that. But I, I mean, this isn't the first person who's found someone on like one of these social media sites and killed them. Right. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like because of the severity and how he did it, and also too, like D Flow said, and and like what I said, there's a lot of stuff happening right this second that I feel like everything is heightened to a point where you almost got to be overly certain, overly sure that you are being protected. And to be honest, D-Flow said it. The only, yo, you, you got, you got to make smarter decisions. Men, you got to make smarter decisions. Ladies, you got to make smarter decisions. Um, Some of these sites and some of, uh, some of the people that's putting like I'm going to tell y'all some shit that actually happened to me. I'm actually trying to save this for a project I'm working on, but I'm going to tell y'all some 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 shit that happened to me um, that I actually never put on Facebook. There's a lot of stuff I don't put on Facebook that happens to me when I'm inside of an Uber. So I'm inside of an Uber one time. This was like last year. Two white older gentlemen get in my car and I honestly felt like they was doing it to me and I'm not a woman. Like they dead was in the back, these two older white women, um, the, 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 these two older white men and they were on a site that their wives didn't know about. And they were literally on the site like, I can't wait to meet up with her. I'm going to smash the jugglers off her. Like, this is how they talking. Mm. And, like, they were talking about this about black women and, like, you know, white women. And I was just like, yo. And one of them was like, yeah, I got to hurry up and fix my profile picture. And I was like, yo. When he said that part, bro, I was like, yo. I was in a, I was in a weird position. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Mm. And I didn't mention nothing the whole ride. That was like a 55-minute ride. And I could have been interjected. I was leaving from Jersey, taking them to the city. I don't know what site they was on, but they was like, yeah, man, you know, I got to have a special app on my phone so my wife don't see. I'm like... I mean, my homeboy introduced me to to Tinder, but I never really got into it. It was always just like a fun thing. Wow. Um, But I, I, I... Yeah, social media isn't always all fun. You know, I think a lot of people forget that what happens in social media leads to real life consequences. So, yeah, not in this particular case. I, I just think this is obviously on the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for sure. With, yeah, but he has a mental sickness, obviously, or something. I don't know. Just yeah, something's wrong with him. But I think overall, though, we gotta keep in in mind that like social media isn't just social media for some people. And no, like Flo, Flo made an excellent point. In terms of like, we don't know anyone's intentions on social media. Now you don't. When they slide in the DM. You don't know. They could be sliding in because they think you're cute. They could be sliding in because they seen you flash money. That's a fact. And they about to get you robbed. I got got tagged in something today. Shout out to The Real. And um, Real tagged me in something today. And I hit the dude up in the inbox. And I'm thinking it's like going to be something totally different from what you know, I thought the actual post was trying to tailor and paint the picture of. The dude was like, yeah, $300 for a freestyle. You'll be on my mixtape. I was just like, damn, a sucker's born every day. Facts. A sucker's that. born every day. I was like, $300 for a 16 verse? You dead ass? Does that come with a fluffer? Nah, it's just because I think he got something like 200,000 followers. Half of them are fake, if not more. I was just like... 
And I think he said, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was if being he's in your inbox. Half no, followers I was no, I, I was in his inbox after the tag, but it was such a generic response. Like I asked the general question, the response was mad generic. I'm like, this mm. is programmed. This is programmed. So whoever hits his inbox, if you're not regularly in there, he sends you an automated message because you know you could do that now on 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 on, uh, on Instagram and all these other social media platforms. You could, yeah, you can. You could, um, like in Messenger, you could do that. Now, I don't know if you've noticed the Hot 97 app is controlled to do that from the Messenger's point of view. You you go to the Hot 97 app and then they give you a roster of all the artists that their songs is in rotation and then you vote and they constantly send you reminders every single day. They'll be like, yeah, um, DJ Enough, you know, said this or Funk Flex said this, but it's not really them. It's the automotive app that's doing that. That's dope. Yeah. I think that's a dope concept, but that should get annoying after a while. All right. So um, let's wrap it up, bros. Um, yeah. One, I want to say thank you to everybody who showed so much love and and thank interest yeah. in the show mm-hmm. and was excited for us to come back. And, you know, we're here and we, we got an announcement and I'm going to just let the cat out the bag that uh, we got another live show coming very, very soon. Oh. Boom. Boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Defo, put some gunshots in that when you can. Right. <laughs> yep, I'm definitely putting the edit. That's all types of facts. If fact. y'all been to the live show that we had last year when we did it at the Mockingbird, right? That, that was the name of the Yeah, record. Mockingbird. And you guys have no idea how intensified we're taking it to this new level. And when I say new level, I'm, say, I'm saying new venue. I'm saying probably some of your favorite celebrities that we might Snap. be interviewing. Gunshots. And I'm talking about one of the dopest and illest venues this city has to offer to young black men who never been arrested. Or and we, we're not talking about like celebrities that y'all going to be like, huh? Yeah. I never saw him. Oh, but he cool. Watch. It's, it's going to be people that you're going to be like, how? How you get them? Where? It, nah, oh, yo, let's not say you're right, too much. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. What I do want to Keep say, that same energy though. <laughs> what, I do, what I do want to say though is. Um, trust thoughts. The reason why we took such a long break was, I know some of y'all was wishing we didn't come back. Sorry. But Ooh, that's some of the people that started podcasts in our absence. Right, right, yeah. right. What up? Mm. Damn. What up? You, Whoever that is. You, you know me. Uh, but I'm for it. But I know a lot of y'all was wishing we didn't come back. Yeah, I'm for it. Um, but the ones who wanted us to come back, the reason why we took right. such a long time was because we literally brought everything to another level. And we helped everybody indirectly. I mean, a lot of people was really asking a lot of questions on how to start a podcast, hitting us up in the inbox, people saying, good job. Well, how y'all getting those down, connects? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, right away, yeah, well, no, I mean, I've had people come up to me right. after and say, yo, no, you inspired me yeah, to, yeah. to, well, which to is start dope, a But that's podcast. what I'm saying. But I'm also saying, in the spirit of being a competitive person, like y'all know I've been since... My mama pushed me out and said, nigga, the world is yours. And I was like, thank you, Nas. Um, I'm here. And we here. And we not going nowhere. And like X said, we back. And that's really all I got to say. He said it. I'm confirming it. D-Flow is going to put the fucking put the gunshots and the fireworks. We back. So get ready. So what would dad say? <laughs> I've been waiting to say this shit. Um, <laughs> what would dad say? So this week, I, like I said, I'm, did I say it on the episode or I said it in the bloopers? I think you said in the bloopers. All right, cool. So this week, I've had the unfortunate pleasure of having people kind of just put things onto my character 
that are not part of who I am. If you made it to the end of this episode, please, please pay attention. So by me saying that, I'm basically describing, like I've had two arguments this week. Well, one of them I didn't even entertain, but I had two situations this week where people came and I was called fake. I was called uh, selfish. That's rough. I was called a know-it-all. Damn. Know-it-all, I'll take. I'll take that one. Because uh, sometimes <laughs> I could get I could get in my bag when, when we're arguing. I don't think I'm a know-it-all. I just think that I'm a knowledgeable person. I like to debate. Mm. But I could take know-it-all. Right. But selfish, I can't take that one. Damn. Um, fake, I can't take that one. Damn. Um, and so w- what dad would say is know yourself to the point where you can take criticism and understand it because sometimes people may point out flaws in your character that you do need to elevate and and take account for. But know yourself enough to understand who you are Mm -hmm. in terms of this is actually a piece of you Mm -hmm. and what is a projection of somebody else's either hatred for you and or hatred for themselves. Right. So what dad would say is you need to know how to decipher that so that when people attack you, you can understand, you know what, this isn't me. Right. This is them at this particular time in life. Right. And so dad would say, I I know I said it before, and I'm not going to say know thyself because we said that before. And know the universe. Right, right, right. Know the universe. But dad would, would definitely say you have to get a good understanding of the fact that people may project whatever it is, and it could be from a place of them actually having a like a disagreement with you, or right. they really do feel like maybe you're not supposed to be in their life or anything right. like that, and that might right. be valid. Mm-hmm. But it's about the reasoning, and if they're putting things onto your character that you know don't exist, you don't have to accept that. Mm. That's what that would say. Uh, the tough knot uh, as we wrap up. Uh, I'm a, I'm a agree with X and I'm gonna just you know just try to put my little spin on it. Um, I've been learning these last few weeks, shit, these last few days, you know how life could really knock you the fuck down. Like I've, I've been, I feel like I've been like in limbo with a lot of stuff these last few years. But this year, I feel like literally the things I quote unquote work hard, you mm-hmm. know, to get to 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 accomplish. Shit has really literally been getting taken away. Like, I'm talking about work hours. I'm talking about work vehicles. I'm talking about a lot of shit that's just, shit has just been happening. And I was talking to my sister yesterday. Shout out to Lisa. I love you. I miss you. I uh, hope the sun out there is good. Um, She was like, yo, Hen, maybe, maybe you need to really switch up what you're doing. Maybe you, you got something that you're doing and you just got to, let it go. I think this is your season where you have to change your priorities. Mm. And that shit hit like a ton of fucking bricks. For the people who um who who are aware, I'm not gonna say it on the air, but there's a lot of things that was supposed to happen this summer, particularly at the end of this month, and they're no longer happening. Um a lot of things fell apart and I had to send a lot of emails. Um I had to speak to a few artists that I made um, I promise too, which I'm I'm still keeping my promise, but I had to call up an artist and I had to have a face to face with him in my car for like 20, 25 minutes. Mm. And I had to look him dead in his eye and tell him the truth. And I felt like shit. Um, I, I actually still do feel like shit. That's that's one reason why 
I haven't cut my hair or cut my facial hair because I felt like I'm losing so much stuff. I don't want to lose what the fuck God gave me. So I'm, I'm keeping my hair on my face. I'm keeping it on my head because I just feel like I'm going through a moment right now and I don't want to lose anything. Mm. So I'm just like, yo, I just got to, I got to, I got to really figure my shit out. So um, I say all that to say, um, you know, we are on borrowed time and, you know, hence why we got to wrap this show up. But we, we are on borrowed time and we have to be conscientious of what we do with the time that we're giving because we don't know if and when we decide to go to bed tonight, if that time will be taken away. And, you know, it's not about, quote, unquote, what you got in life. It's about, you know, you know what you're doing to leave a legacy behind. So mm. that's why the fuck we working so hard. You know, our pain, your entertainment, we make the jokes, you laugh, you know. But, you know, some people out there really fucking hurting. You know what I mean? So just... Just just be careful about what you're doing and the choices you make. I think that was like a revolving theme throughout this whole episode. I mean, D Flow definitely highlighted it a lot. Just be smarter. And I've de- I definitely have not been smart in a lot of my decisions these last few months. But uh, you know, I'm human and I'm a I'ma get it there. And if not, then I guess I got Kevin's heart. I mean, you got a lot of people around you that you could utilize. Facts. Yeah. Um, and always will be here for support. So but that takes a lot to say, especially on the show. I respect that. I do. Um, but I, I think, I, I just to add a little bit yeah. more to that from my perspective, I think we're in the same boat, but just with different things. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm in a season where I'm losing people. Damn. And I'm in a season where I'm losing things. Losing things and I'm losing people, which is hilarious. Um, do you flow you losing weight? Yeah, actually, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I, you know, I had to throw the joke in there, y'all. But, Can't be um, too sentimental. Yeah, got me on motion. But yeah, shit. like I'm, lo- I'm losing people, um, and I always try to hold on to people. I think that's one of my gifts and my curses mm. is the fact that I can keep people together or keep people in my life. Right. But a lot of times, you have to ask yourself, mm-hmm. why? Like, mm. what is the reason you're keeping this person? If they're gonna say negative things about you, they're gonna do negative things to you. They're going to try and hurt you because they're hurt. It may not necessarily be because they're a mean person, but because they're hurt, they're going to try and hurt you. Mm. Why do you need to keep them? Right. And that's the question I've been asking myself, and the answer is I don't. Mm. And so, like, I'm okay. Before I would be trying to do everything in my power, oh, someone's mad at me or someone's upset, let me try and fix it. I'm in a season in my life now where I'm like, if you got to go, go. And... I don't know if I'm going to be here when you want to come back, if you want to come back. And that's just what it is. I'm, I've only been in that season one time, and that was when we had to let those two people go um, a few Damn. years ago. And that took a lot. Damn. <laughs> that took a lot, honestly. Like, I mean, I still communicate with one of listen, them. Listen, listen, baby, ain't nothing wrong. Right. I still communicate <laughs> with one of them, but... <laughs> If I'm keeping it a buck, like if I'm keeping it a buck, that took a lot for me to be like, yo, I really got to just not not be focused on them. And that's one thing my mother always says about me. She says, you're obsessive about things and sometimes about people to the extent like you're always trying, you'll put your all into uh, either like the podcast, you'll put your all into the podcast. Mm -hmm. 
You'll put your all into a person. Mom's just dropping gems on the live right, right now. I, already <laughs> saw the, I saw the paragraph. Listen, listen. I didn't even want to read it Listen, mama, mama, I'm just feeling sexy, cool, and breezy. All right? But, <laughs> like, all right? And there's, there's times where it's just kind of like, no. yo, let them go. Because maybe for them, that's enough for them to realize, oh, snap. What am I doing? Or I shouldn't. I should have never let someone like that out of my life. And we not crying. We just showing y'all our professional wine. All right. We not, yeah, I'm just. We, we not, keeping yeah, it about. We just. We just out here flexing. Oh man! But again, no, I think that's the theme of the show. The so for All everybody. Right. Keep that same Keep that same energy. energy. Keep it. Keep right? that fucking energy. <laughs> all right? I'm telling y'all. Keep that these same niggas energy. being modest. That's a fact. <laughs> we got some shit. Yeah. Trust and believe. All right? I know it got a little emotional just now, but these... Our dad has some both. I mean, listen. We haven't been here for a minute, and this is like therapy, but right. this has been... He's dropping shit, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this has been... That has some both times, bro. Right? Somebody dropping... Uh, a nickel. We out. Thank y'all for watching. Peace.